spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? We're going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And another episode of The Book of Boba Fett has dropped, and we both had a chance to watch it. I was not up at 3 a.m., Kenton. Uh, I woke up at 6.30 like a normal person, and then actually went to work, and I didn't watch it until after I'd finished all my classes this morning. I watched it I, I watched it about 7 in the morning, or uh, 7.30 in the morning or so yeah. before I started the day, and I'm happy I did. There's lots to be spoiled in there, as we're about to do, so don't listen. If you <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and watch the show if you haven't, and yeah. come back and listen. Uh, you're right. It's, it was is packed full of stuff, and that's packed. something I have to kind of keep in mind. And this is the same for The Mandalorian as well. All these episodes had so much detail and so many things to talk about and so many things to dissect, and I think they know that you know Star Wars fans love doing that, so that's why they do it. But yeah, there's a lot... Um, to go off of here uh, again we have two parts and this one is very much uh, a first part was modern time second part was the past the flashback and then we, we didn't go back and forth like we did in the last episode hmm you're right We'll come back to that. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I'm certainly in one one respect, absolutely yeah. in, in the mean. Uh, yeah, oh yes, scene. in one respect, <laughs> in one respect in particular. But the fact that um, that was part of a double storyline in less than a one hour episode just shows you how much it's like a movie's worth of stuff packed into less than an hour and it was closer to an hour certainly than the last episode yeah. as well so it shows that you that, that, that really the length of it is de determined by the script probably like i think it's really cool that they're going at this from a i don't know i guess that's what they're doing they're saying okay write the story here's the story now here's the chapters here's how we're going to divide up the story and then it, the episode is as long as it needs to be right it is, it's usually i don't think there have been any that have been over an hour so far i don't think there have been for well, mandalorian anyway for mandalorian uh, i don't think there has been no but I mean that doesn't maybe mean that last be. episode, maybe the maybe that finale might have pretty been. close a around yeah. an hour anyway. It's not been yeah. like an hour and a half or anything. Not movie length anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> but Although yeah, I love I would love a Mandalorian movie, and I'd probably love a Boba Fett movie too. But we're kind of getting that. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. this is better. It's better because we get more time. More time. With it Boba is Fett. better. Yeah. yeah. So we start off exactly where you predicted. We we have uh, Fennec bringing the uh, the one lone assassin back to Jabba's palace to face Boba Fett uh, to find out where they. Uh, where he who sent him to kill them or to try and kill them and man just love it i guess all all the everything looks just like return of the jedi it's just you know the exact same doors that rise up and he's walking through so they're kind of revealing the palace to us bit by bit throughout the show and i kind of prefer that i guess yeah. to what they were to, to like just showing it all at once right well it's such a known place in star wars that it's that it's just fun it's fun every time you get to see it another mm -hmm. time today to see it in a modern like we've we, how 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 many years have we aged since Return of the Jedi come, came out? So it's kind of fun to it's see. Almost it forty now. years coming on forty years now. Yeah, next year. now after seeing it now after all these years is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I love that, and um, and even some of the camera angles were ones we've seen before, particularly looking down into the mm -hmm. Rancor pit. Oh and man, we thought uh, we were gonna get uh, our first Rancor kill 
Because we just assu- I just assumed that there'd be another Rancor down there. I did not. I did not assume that at all. No, I thought there would be something there. A I did not monster? think it would be a Rancor. I thought it would be like something else. Something else. I thought it would be like a Banther or something stupid like that or a joke. I did not know. I did not think the Rancor was going to be there. They made it clear that Jabba has a menagerie. And well, so I thought there could be some other uh, <laughs> item from the menagerie down yeah. there. Idle and- threat. Idle threat from... Um, yeah, from me no win, but uh, but I love that scene and I love the way that yeah. plays out. I'm starting to really like this droid that he's got. That just like he's never gonna talk. He's like, and you can tell he's just so eager to torture him. He just really wants to torture yeah. him anyway. So please let me torture this guy. That's all he wants to do. Yeah, that droid was built for torture, <laughs> and uh, he wants to kill. He wants to torture people. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the scene. So they drop him in. It's a bluff, and they drop and the guy. They're like these. They never talk, and he won't talk, and. So they drop him in, the gate opens, and he like shouts out. He shouts out who sent him there. And that's not surprising. The mayor. The mayor. <laughs> and uh and um then and then uh, I thought it was a nice touch that you see a little mouse. Oh yes. Walking out. You see a little mouse who's living there now. Mm-hmm. That's funny stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So they go pay the mayor a visit, and again, another very funny encounter. You can see the bureaucracy continues into the mayor's office as we have this mustache and mulleted uh, a clerk who uh, yeah. is also giving him a bit of the runaround, the bureaucratic runaround, but he quickly forces his way in and uh, we meet the mayor and it's not as I, I was completely off when I said it was somebody from his past. It's not, it's just uh, an Ithorian guy. I don't know. Is he, is there some someone from his past? I don't know that there is. It just seems to be a guy who's the mayor. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a hammerhead. Yeah, he's a hammerhead. Ethorian hammerhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, most, yeah, we would have called him a hammerhead. Uh, That's who we called that. That figure in the the back in the day was called that, right? But yeah, Yeah. the the species is Ethorian. I love love the way they made him look aged. Like they have, they actually made him look, they're doing a great job with that, making these characters look distinctive and different from each other. I have more to say on that coming up. Um, and so he talks to him and says, what's going on here? I, you, you sent these guys. And he's like, I did not. And he pretends to say, thanks for bringing He's like belittling him by saying, oh, thanks for bringing us this bounty. Here's your, here's your bounty reward or whatever. And he's like, I'm not a bounty hunter. Like, he's not a bounty hunter anymore. He wants to be more than a bounty hunter. And uh, this guy's just kind of like, again, shooting him down. Why do you think he's doing this? Uh, it's all power grabs and power plays and uh, jockeying for position it's all of that stuff and it's every uh it's like it's like the sopranos meets oh there's um there was a show with kelsey Grammer, only two <laughs> seasons called mayor yes yes yeah remember, and it's yes. good it's a good show it's yeah, a good yeah. show. but it was like that he was like a just a son of a bitch like just uh just you just freaking hated that guy and so i thought this guy reminded me of that like he's the star wars version of that he's just a real dick who you have to you, you you like you're you can never you're you can never fully rest because you never know what he's up to. He also seems to have more like he's treated at a higher rank than mayor. He seems more like yeah. a king or a royalty. He sits on a throne. Paul apologies, sire. Like, like as much mm-hmm. of, lots of that going on. So I don't know how how you get like elected to be mayor. I don't think there is a lot of uh, democracy going on <laughs> in this place. Doesn't seem like so. I don't think that's how it happened. Uh, but it certainly was interesting that whole exchange. Um, and that leads him back to the brothel. I forget the name of it. Did you get the name? Uh, no, I don't remember what they yeah, called it. Anyway, back anything. to the back to um to flash dance. Oh, and not yeah, not just that, and also a Max Rebo. Oh, yes, and, and Dan uh, Figrin, Figrin Dan. Yes, sorry. 
and they yep. had a yeah they have a new they had a new song they were playing yep so that was oh that was before because then they oh no 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 pardon me sorry i got i got the order mixed up that's right that was after they visit the mayor that's right yeah and so and so i guess we'll we'll see probably more from the mayor to come and and who knows what's going to happen there but oh, it's yeah. not as it's not as big a thing as i i i think i made it out to be last week i think that it's going to be a side he's going to be a side nuisance and he's gonna, and that's going to be like maybe comic relief those those little toadies and the guys who work for him um will pop up here and there for laughs but i don't think it's going to be a serious thing this this season anyway um and then yeah so he goes to the to, goes to to meet up with um he goes to the, the brothel and finds out that, and again, you're right, it is about power, a power grab because turns out there are, uh, Java had cousins, um, the twins, as yeah. they call them. And did you know who they meant? Is this something that's been referred to in past Star Wars? It must have been. I mean, okay. we know that there's other huts. Oh, yeah. We know that. And, uh, cl- you know, Clone Wars had uh, Zero the Hut. Yeah. I mean, there, and. Um, what was the one, know, from the, uh, the one from the uh, movie? Was that zero or was that something else? From which movie? From the start, the Clone Wars movie. Remember? Oh, it was like it was like oh. a baby hut. It was a baby hut. Right, right. Baby Java. <laughs> okay. Baby it was something hut, like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So we know that there's a lot there, that that they're a ruling a dynasty in the crime world. Right. I guess and, lots of uh, power. And again, and then we get to finally get to see the litter everybody's been talking about so much. They make such a big deal out of this litter. Well, no wonder it's huge and bending carried by at least a dozen people and it's got two huts on it and they're like <laughs> they're like side by side kind of it's kind of a weird positioning <laughs> for those huts. i wasn't sure if they were conjoined well i think they had to figure out a way to get them all in the shot yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what they're was, looking at there i love seeing the hut seeing huts again oh yes oh yeah broad daylight too which is it's so it's hard to make them look good in broad right. daylight yeah but that's they did true. i look good and by the way one one's a dude and one's a girl is that what's going on there I believe so. Women. My sister, no, no, no. He said, I think that, yeah, the one is supposed to be male. My sister, like the main one that was talking most of the time, and the sister was sitting there with the fan whispering into his ear. I think they're like a, uh, like a fraternal twins or whatever. That's the idea. Okay. And they're I Jabba's thought, I thought cousins. they might have both been women. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I might mean, have that could be. I've only well. seen it once. I've yeah. only seen it once and it went by so fast. Yeah, that's true. So that could be that could be the case. Um, so then we have this kind of standoff, a bit of a standoff in the town there between Boba and the Huts. And so they're saying they want to come in here and it's very, it's made clear, like maybe they weren't aware that Bib Fortuna or maybe Bib Fortuna was working for them. Like it doesn't seem that um, they cared that Bib Fortuna had taken over, right? Cause it's been five years and, and it's been running fine. I guess he probably just kept the payments up or kept everything flowing just like Jabba did and didn't change much. But uh, because now Bib Fortuna has been killed and, and now that, that presumably the flow of money has been cut off, they're coming in to see what's going on. And now they're laying claim to the territory, right? Right. Yeah. And they've got and they've got a Wookiee protecting oh them. Oh my god. I never thought a Wookiee could look more badass than Chewbacca. Holy yeah. shit, did that look like a badass Wookiee? Like I can't wait to see this guy in action. We have to see him in action. Oh, I think I know I know we will. I I actually think that that that, that Wookiee is a character from Marvel Comics. I've not confirmed this. <laughs> okay. But I think I actually think this Wookiee first showed up in Marvel Comics. Oh, that's and awesome. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name, but I actually think he has a. Oh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, racking my brain here. Someone, but I, someone I, will tell us, or we'll figure it out yeah, next week. He'll be yeah. back. I'm sure he'll be back. I didn't have time uh, today to look up any of this stuff. Yeah, but no. I, but we've been, by the way, we're sure. back in. We didn't mention that we're back in classes, so this is also yeah, yeah. I've been a busy day for that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I I've had all day to forget what I watched in the show. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So, yeah. but they do have a bit of a standoff, and it turns out, and, and certainly, I think the huts are just kind of driven by their own self-preservation at that point. Because if a gunfight were to break out at that point, they would be killed, likely. Um, so they just like, okay, we're going to back off for now, but we'll be. They're basically saying we'll be back next season. <laughs> it's kind of what I yeah. took that as. It's like, all right, well, we'll let this go for now, but we'll come back to it when we want to. Well, um, I think. I think that. I think that. That will get resolved this season. I oh, okay. Okay. Well, because I mean, we're, I don't, I'm starting to get the sense that the story that's being told in um, the modern day is going to be, I don't think they're going to belabor that. I think it's going to be pretty quickly resolved because we have to get, we have to get him to where he was in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. probably sooner rather than later. I'm guessing. So you think that we'll have a time jump on, on that side, but not on the modern side. Potential. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. He's got to find Slave One. In the past, he's got to get the armor back. Like no, he already he got the army back in the Mandalorian. Like remember, he's right. All we have to do is get him to the point where he's like he walks up and we see him and he finally finds Cobb. Like that's that's the point. So that's where we have to get him to. So he just has to get. He just has to wander around Tatooine until he gets there, basically. Right. Right. Well, he's got to look for his armor. I guess right. is what I meant. Like he, yeah. Like. There's going to be something that makes him go in that direction. I don't know what. I start. Um, I started to think today more that maybe that is Fennec Shand hiding in the no. in the Tuscan Raider outfit. You don't no, think so? I don't think so. I think that. I think that you were right about the romantic. I think that's a love interest. I think that was. Um, I think you were talking about last last week. Was that one of the ones you're talking about? That could be that. I could mean, be a love interest. Sand, yeah, it's weird to say a sand person could be a love interest, well, but it almost seems that way. But we're learning so much about this culture now. Yeah. We're, they're, they're, they're making this so much more. Um, we're just getting right into it, and it's clearly an allegory for the like quote unquote Native American oh, yeah. experience. Uh, um, and we're seeing like the, their their culture, their customs. Um, you know, he's becoming part of the tribe. They're teaching him how to fight with the um, what's it called again? Gaffy stick, right? Uh, and then, uh, and then we guess, I guess, you know, we get to the point where he, they're, they're just waiting for the train. Like, is that the point of that? They, they encounter, we see the train running through the train starts shooting at them first, but are they sitting there waiting to rob it? Or what are they trying to do there? Do you think? I don't think so. I didn't get that sense at all. I okay, just got you... the sense that that train comes through and they shoot first and ask questions later. They just, oh. they just destroy everything in their way. Okay. And, so, and, 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 that... and they see, they see the Tuscan Raiders as a threat to what they're doing and so they just eliminate them just as a matter of course okay that's and that's you're probably right and and that's um i think kind of going off of the stereotype that tuscan raiders are just there to destroy things and that's going back to the first star wars movie it continued into the uh into the prequels when you see the the tuscan raiders shooting at the pod racers and stuff like that just to mess with them and maybe that's what those those ones were doing we're messing with them but um i think what we're seeing is that those stereotypes have had negative implications for stand people at large for tuscan i don't know even know if tuscan raiders here we're worrying about the terms now i'm worrying about the terms now because i'm starting to think of these these tuscan raiders these sand people as i do indigenous people right so you start to think in terms of that and you see what's happening here and i think that what's happening in that part of the story is is informing what we're seeing on the other end of the storyline and right. i think the the goal of boba fett here is to free tatooine i think that's what he's going after here he wants to he's become part of these tuscan raiders these these indigenous people to tatooine these people who who who've been there and now have had to deal with all these people coming in i and 
I don't. I mean, I don't know why Tatooine is such a. It's the center of the known universe in Star Wars. Um, I read an article. Did you read that one that the guy said I hate Tatooine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and he's right. I mean, there there's like too much happens here, right? Like, just come on. So I get that. And even and Jakku was a Tatooine clone and that kind of. And there's all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but regardless, these, these people have had to deal with this, and that's and now he's he's teaching them to fight back, and I think it's pretty cool. No, I it. it it's a uh, it's a great storyline. Um, I uh, and there's there's a lot there. Oh, and and of course, like we can't forget. Um, so the train comes through, but he uh, pays a visit to I think that's Tashi Station, right? Oh yes, yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I love again. We have and we have this. Uh, I mean, was was that one of his friends? Is that who that guy was? Those two people who were there. I- I believe that's Cammy and Fixer from the deleted scenes from uh, A New Hope. I believe, yep. I, but I almost got worried there for a second, and I thought he was going to say, "Well, Cammy, what do you think we should do?" Well, Fixer, like I thought they were, I thought it was gonna, they were gonna hit it a little too hard, but they didn't. I think that's who they were, though. Yeah, and uh, they were being roughed up by uh, by the bikers, and then uh, Boba Fett comes in. And he beats them all up and then takes the bikes, which is awesome. I love yeah. that scene. Yeah. And he uh, and he ropes them together like cattle yeah. and takes them back. And somehow they all kind of fall along. They must be like slaved together or something like that because they all kind of – their momentum yeah. doesn't stop. As he slows down, they all stop together. Uh, but, yeah, that's great. And, yeah, he takes his, his, his thing back. And then immediately the sand people start to ta- ta- uh, taking it apart for parts. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, stop, stop. I'm going to teach you how to ride these things. And so he teaches them. We have a great training montage, which, again, yeah. I love that, too. The guy's, like, practicing jumping from one bike to the other. They're practicing at lower speeds. I made the note here, Star Wars Driver's Ed. Because uh, he's, yeah. like, teaching them how to drive and how to do all this stuff. It's cool. Yeah, there's and, it, some, and there's some funny, there's some good gags in there and stuff. And mm-hmm. And training them to jump from one bike to another, and it's good stuff. And uh, and in return, there's they continue to train him with the uh, gaffy stick and train him right. in their ways. This is where the where it becomes solo, where they uh, where where they're we, we're gonna we are gonna stop this train is what we're gonna do, and I guess we're gonna bring some punishment to the people who killed. Uh, yeah, but I was, was still confused sh- about the motive behind it. Right, I was confused about what. What, whether this was a part of the thing they do, like I, I just kind of, I don't know, I guess the, the intro, they didn't make it clear enough whether or not they were just hanging out and the train invades or if they're sitting there waiting for the train to do something to it. So you've cleared that up for me, but I think that I, there are probably other people who are confused about that. I don't think so. I think, um, I just think that, I, I just think that who knows that the train could take any route, probably. I was, I thought there just, should be tracks as also, which there wasn't. So there was my part of my brain floating. was like thinking, it's floating. It's, of course, it's a hover so train. Right, so it doesn't need a. It doesn't need. No, I love the train. I mean, I love a good train robbery scene. It's just so so much fun, and this was so good. It It was was, such a great scene, and this and this is where we're seeing this same uh, person, this female Tuscan Raider, uh, is the one with the long hair, right? That's the one we're talking about. It looks kind of like hair. I don't know if it's hair, if it's bandages, but whatever. It looks like long hair, so I think that's how they're kind of indicating that. And so, like, they're on the top. They have to get on top of there, and they're fighting their way to the front of the train. And then she sees that, and she sees they're kind of pinned down. So she jumps on there and takes them all out. And it was just hilarious. The one shot where you see the guy go whoop, and her head pops up, and then again, like, just all these. It was beautifully shot. Who directed this one? I should look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, I. uh... I did. I didn't even have time to look to see who directed this episode. Uh, Steph Green. Oh, okay. 
And, uh, is Steph Green a man or a woman? Her work. Steph is a her. Uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Run and Jump, and New Boy. I have no idea. Oh. So that, maybe not a ton of directing experience, but just a great, like the way this was put together was really well well shot and really well oh, yeah. executed. No, sure. it was great. Yeah. So, um, and I also like the droid uh, driving the train. <laughs> yes, that was good built, too. Built to, built to do nothing but drive the train, evidently, with yeah. uh, many arms and many responsibilities with those arms. But also many options as far as that engine and what he can do with the yeah. settings and, and accelerating and decelerating and using it as a weapon, pretty much. So that was kind of cool as well. Again, the whole yeah. sequence was awesome. Great, great. Um, great train robbery scene and then yeah and then they do end up robbing the train right so they they start unloading it and looking at the stuff and then uh you know boba's like do you have any spice what do you mean by spice <laughs> that was good too with that yeah. whole exchange and and then that's when we learn this is about the the it's about the land it's about um um you can't cross this land without permission now we're claiming yeah. this land and the that's when they make sea. what's that the sand, the sand people uh, have ancestral claim to the dune sea right what he says yeah yes and so we want you to pay a tariff to if you're going to bring the train through here mm -hmm. and then they um and they appear to agree to that well i don't think they have much choice yeah. uh but but it's and that's but i think that's what like ha really hammers the point home is what this is about and what this is analogous to um yeah. because that kind of stuff does happen here and and it made me think about all the kind of the blockades and the different actions that we've seen from indigenous peoples over the years and those like that's kind of the, the only way they can do things to to exert their power and to uh to make things change is to to take action like that no they don't kill people like those guys did uh but at the same time this is the this is tatooine this is the wild west like this is what it is right and that's also very clear this is very much a wild west or like a western feel to it throughout like this is just like um well, what's a train robbery good train robbery scene butch cassidy is there one in that one i don't remember um I think of the great train robbery with like Sean Connery and right. <laughs> that, that's not, oh, uh, that's not the old West though. That's England in the 1800s, not America, but James uh, similar Cagney, thing. Uh, Jim, James Cagney and white heat. That there starts off with a train robbery for there sure. You go. That's yeah, yeah. That's, and that's very much like this, right? But also you're right, yeah. like solo. And it was just as good as solo again. Great, yeah. great scene. And I'm very, very happy with that. Great special effects. Yep. Yeah. Very well done. Very just, it's, I, I got very much embroiled in the story. Mm -hmm. And I sort of forgot, or I didn't really think about what was, uh, like, which storyline we were watching. Right. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't get I, tied up in that, like I sort of did in the first episode. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about the modern part, the the, the, oh. the present day, right? Me neither. Um, I did make a note here. Why do they always want to waste the water? They always want to, like, poof, they knock the thing off and the water pours out into the sand. It's just like in Mad Max. Like, yeah. why would you? It's wasting water, dude. What are you doing? You know? Uh, <laughs> don't waste the water and then we see him become first of all he's now when the, the scene where he's confronting the train uh people the people running the train he's sitting like he does in the in the present day on the throne right he's already starting to be in charge like right. maybe not officially but he is now becoming in charge of this tribe right he's the leader and well, so he's they're still learning though he's still in the position oh, yes. of learning learning, as far as learning these, their ways yeah yeah but as far as these train guys are concerned he's in charge because he's and he's the right. only one who could speak to them right so he also has the advantage of being able to communicate and and to tell them what's going on so there's that as right. well um we see him become part of the tribe we see him uh get his costume his like there i love this this is like showing us how the sand yeah. people get their wrappings and their the whole ceremony about it oh we forgot about the 
<laughs> How do you the want tree. to describe this? What's that? The trippy, the trippy <laughs> visit to the tree. Yeah, he's, uh, well, I mean, it, it, clearly it's a vision quest, but um, I think of the Simpsons episode with Homer and the hot pepper. <laughs> there's a yeah. there's a number of different things that have done this kind of thing, but it, clearly it is meant to be along the lines of a vision quest, which is, you know, a particular custom for um, some indigenous um, nations. And it was it was interesting. It's a frog thing that goes up his nose. It was all funny when he's like, "I think I swallowed a it. lizard." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Listen, thank you." And it's it's kind of weird to see him being so nice, you know. But I guess like yeah. we don't know that he wasn't nice before. We just didn't see that side of him, right? Well, I and mean, he's maybe he's changing, right? Maybe he's changing. He was a bounty hunter. Now he says, "I'm not a bounty yes, hunter," right. and you sort of see what they're showing us is the transition. Right. Yes. And he started to become um, care about these people. Uh, we see him dressed. Now, he doesn't get a mask, right? He just gets the hood. He gets everything but yeah. the mask. Why do you think that is? I guess so well, we can see his face. But other, other than that. Well, this is why I wonder how much of this there is, because that's how we saw him in The Mandalorian. Ah, that's yes. the, he, he was where the first time we see him, he's in that outfit. Yeah. And he got the stick as well. He's got the stick with them. Oh, so that like, was cool too. That was another cool sequence. Yeah. He's making the stick. That's yeah. so yeah, he gets that branch, brings it back, and that's what they used to make the stick. And that was so neat. So cool. Oh no, it was excellent. And and not to mention the flashbacks to uh, once again to Daniel Logan is or or Daniel Logan um lookalike. <laughs> um uh flat you know, flashbacks and stuff. Very cool. And um but I wonder, like, when, when he fully emerges dressed that way, the way we know him in The Mandalorian, it makes me wonder how much more to the story that there is. Like, was this, is, is this going to be, um, are we going to make a transition from that um, stuff in the past uh, soon? Or are we going to leave the Sand People behind? soon or, oh, what, or yeah, how is that yeah. gonna work you know i, don't, I think we're gonna have now i mean it really you'll only have to have because this one i i didn't measure but i uh, it certainly was the bulk of this episode was in yeah. the past right so right. there's a bit of it at the top front was the present and then to the past but you know they could go the other way right it could go more heavy in the present and then the next one could be a little bit in the past and they could right. tell a little bit of the story and i think they could probably show us a few more encounters that he has along his travels and along tatooine so i think you're right it will at the end of that and under that it will bring us to the beginning of the you know what i mean like it will complete the circle as it were but um i think that uh we're not going to see much more of him with the sand people certainly but we might see him start traveling and going to a couple different places and, and looking for his armor somehow yeah I, that's what i'm expecting and there has to be there's going to be some emotional moment when he leaves the sand people i imagine yeah I, like I'm, I'm sort of thinking in my mind what's the end game here and well i there- think well in the present day if he he gets himself in a pinch, uh, you know, like in a finale scenario, I would expect the Sand People would show up to help him. Like okay. if in a in a battle scenario, and that I keep thinking that's where we may be going here, where it becomes like he doesn't have an army, but then he does have an army, and it's it's the Sand People. That could happen. Yeah, that's a very good prediction. Uh, another way is that uh, the train people could come back with more people and, and wipe them out. Like, just blow the tribe off the face of the planet. Boba Fett's the only survivor, and he's out for vengeance. And then he's out to free the planet from all the oppressors. 
Well, yeah, but he still wants to be a crime lord, right? Well, I think that's a cover. I think that's 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 just on the surface. But I think his ultimate goal is to get rid of the huts. He's he wants to rule with respect. He's not doing anything negative. He's not killing anybody. He's not hurting anybody. He's just kind of messing around with people and faking them out with fake rancors. So that's kind of like I think his ultimate goal is to like once the huts are gone to say, okay, you're free. Here you go. Sorry about all this. And I think it's, so. Ultimately, it's going to mean he's, he's got to get rid of the mayor. That's why I think the mayor is going to be next season's villain, um, not this season. Well, you got the mayor, you got the huts, <laughs> you got uh, any number of cr- criminals. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, and the potential for cameos is so rich, and we're so excited. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know what I what I I'm doing too much of. I realized kind of this time was that I'm trying to make too many connections to the past, and I really shouldn't. Like, we really shouldn't be. I don't think they were going to get anybody from the past anymore. I don't think it's going to be. We might get uh, Dangar here or something as a as a throwaway kind of a, um, a nod, like like we have in the past, like these little things throughout. But I don't think it's going to become a major part of the story because they're really creating a new story here, and I yeah. really like the story that they're creating. Well, I still think, um, and if, I don't think this season, but future season, I think um, should they make another? I don't know if they're going to. I don't know what, how how that's going to play out. But I do think the I'm going to avenge my father. I'm going to try to see if, if this Mace Windu guy is still alive. That's a that's a that's a rich place for for the story to go in another season. Or crossover with Obi Wan? Oh no, that couldn't happen. Uh, the crossover with Obi Wan. No, yeah. Obi Wan's going to be in the past. I'm, I'm yes, confusing. never mind. It will it'll happen in the past, so it won't be as interesting. That's the thing. I want to. I, I want to see what's what's happening Mandalorian era. Yeah. Okay. Like like that's like the, where we that's are the now. present. That's yeah. the present, right? right? That's what we're thinking about. That's the present. Exactly. Right. Okay. One more element I, I noticed here, and I noticed it at the beginning. So when he first comes out of the brothel in his costume, and we see kind of the full shot of him, we notice that I noticed anyway that there's much more black in his costume than there used to be. He's still got the same old plates of armor, like the chest plate, the helmet, the back plate, and the gauntlets and everything like that. But um, but the rest of it is black and orange, which I think are his colors from the tribe. I think that's what that is meant to represent. I think that's that's part of his. I think he's still wearing that outfit under Underneath. his armor. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. a new look. It's it's yeah. a new. Uh, yeah. It, it, he looks different in that. There's a new figure actually. Yeah, exactly. It's just what I was gonna yeah. say. A new figure for you to collect, yeah. Kenton. <laughs> oh, I think I would get that figure. It's nice. It looks cool. It really yeah, does. Yeah. Like I like it, the mix of the yeah. old armor and and again the dent is always there. The dent never went yeah. away. I don't think. Um, I, I thought he buffed it out in uh, the Mandalorian. No, I don't think it, so. I think they're going to keep I'm gonna it. I'm going to need to look at that again because because <laughs> remember the Mandalorian, it's all beat up and then Oh yeah, it's not no, I remember. Up. Yeah, he, I think he gets a new paint up. job, but I don't know if that's it. Anyway, but wait, um, we do we know? I, I I okay. This is like this is already probably going too deep, but do we know? Like uh, in the Mandalorian, Boba Fett drops them off uh, on that ship where the, the end game goes down and Luke shows up mm-hmm. um, and off goes Boba Fett is where's Boba Fett going at that point? Like, where are we in our Boba Fett story when he drops them off there? Is he just on his way back to Tatooine? Because that happens in the credits when it's in, in the credits of the Mandalorian, we see mm-hmm. him take the, the kill Bib Fortuna and take the throne. Is yeah. That, so is that the order it happens in? <laughs> I, think so. that... I, think it's meant, I think it's meant to happen after the events of the Mandalorian that we just saw. Okay, that's what that's what I that's what I've always thought. But today I was like, D- does it? I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, we presume that they yeah. both that that's where they went. Like from the point yeah. at which they split off, um, Mando and and those people go to see to meet up with Luke, and then um, and then him and and Fennec go off to Tatooine. I, I assume they went directly to Tatooine, and okay. that to that scene that we saw him uh, just show, show up and kill Bib Fortuna. And yeah, it turns out Bib Fortuna was not like very much. He was just I think he just kind of continued. I already said that I think he already yeah. continued and did not like he was not a crime lord unto himself. He was just kind of a, a figurehead. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. It's fun seeing the other two huts show up. Oh yeah, and another Wookie. And I think, like, once again, I think John Favreau is very good at giving us just the right amount of that. Like, like it's not they don't just throw the nostalgia at you over and over and over and over and sort of live in that space. Yeah. But there's enough of it that it kind of like pushes those buttons without sort of fully giving itself into that while charting out a new course. And, you know, the visit to the tree reminded me of Luke's visit to the tree on Dagobah yep. in some ways. The trees have, like, mystical properties. They represent and, life. They represent the, right. branching, the branching possibilities of life, right? And I thought it's funny that everybody wants to see how a Jedi constructs the lightsaber, but we actually got how the thing that nobody thought about was how does the sand people build the gaffy stick? You know, and that's uh, that was cool. That was yeah. uh, that was great to see that, and how that and how this tribe operates, and uh, his role within it, and et cetera, et cetera. I just think it's um, it's pretty good stuff. And I still think there's a few. There's I know there is some scenes from the trailer which we still have not seen. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm pretty sure there was an interview with Robert Rodriguez where, where he said. Um, that all of the scenes in the trailer come from the first part of the first episode, but that's already not true. Yeah. There's they already always say some, that stuff. They always say some, that. There's scenes with Boba Fett meeting with people who we have not seen. There's the Mandalorian's voice in the trailer. Honestly, I take everything with mean the, anything. Yeah, or it might not yeah. even be in the show for all we know. Like right. they can they can just kind of drop these things if they want to. So I don't put too much stock into what's in the trailer necessarily. The, the major one, which I do do not think can be edited or in any way, is the girl on the speeder bike. The actress from Yellow Jackets on the speeder bike who just like zooms in on the trailer. Yeah. And you're kind of like, wow, what's going on here? Like I thought she'd be involved in in the heist of. I, I figured that she would help Boba beat up the swoop gang and steal the bikes, but that mm. we've already done that. We're yep. we we're already past that. So <laughs> I don't know. There's 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 still some stuff that we have not seen the outcome for. Yeah, I, I mean, we could spend another episode with these with the Sand People Tribe because um, I think we are starting to distinguish yeah. like the different personalities and the different people within it. Like one guy is really good at shooting, like really good at shooting. Yeah. Holy crap! I, I don't know how you could possibly hit the window of that train speeding along by staying stationary. What's that? It'd be hard. <laughs> He's hard really shot. good. Um, and, and of course, we have that other, that that female character who's really a, a great fighter and, and does it great. And again, there did seem to be something between them as we, in that ceremony where they're like, they do the dance, they did this kind of gaffy stick dance, and they start with the two of them going around the fire, and then the rest of the tribe joins. And again, I love these, I love these customs and the stuff we're seeing um, created here. It's great. Yeah, it's, uh, I thought this episode... Like, I know you loved the first episode. I liked the first episode, but I thought this one was, uh, maybe it was a bit longer and that's part of the reason, but I thought it was like a big step up. Like mm -hmm. the, the first one was like a little appetizer mm -hmm. and this one was like, holy, like they really, I thought took a big step up in terms of the storytelling in this particular episode. Not that I didn't like the first one. I liked the first one, 
I just didn't think there was so there wasn't too much to hang on to there other than the the Sarlacc pit and right. some of that stuff. Where whereas with this one, there's a lot more kind of like whoa, like look at this, look at that, like a lot of different sort of interesting things that just made their appearance in this episode. So I love it. I thought I thought that was great. Agreed. And by the way, yesterday I watched uh, not all of it, but a good chunk of Swingers with John Favreau. <laughs> And it. it's so weird when you watch that now and you see him and uh, Vin, uh, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn yeah, yeah, Vince Vaughn. And he, Vince Vaughn's like a skinny little guy. They're both skinny little they? guys in that. <laughs> and the dude from Office Space. The dude yeah, from Ron Office Livingston. Space. Yes, Ron um, Livingston. Right, right. Cool. There's a couple other names in that. I, I would love that movie. I watched it last year. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's a great oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it's great. And so in the movie, as you watch the film, you're like, this little nerd in this film is now in charge of star Wars is in charge of TV star Wars, John, John Favreau. You're like that guy who is in swingers. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, that's why part of the reason why I think this is cool, because again, I've been, I've been, I've known about John Favreau since swingers. That's when I really became aware of who he was and, and like his, like as a career. But I mean, we, I think we'd seen him in previous to that in Rudy was the other movie he was in. He was like Rudy's buddy or whatever. Um, but it's cool to see somebody who's been around that long and we know he's put in his time. We know he's done his, like done a lots of different things in Hollywood and he's been like a struggling actor and he's worked his way up and to see him kind of coming into this, this position where he can create these stories and, and put together the show. Um, it's just really satisfying, you know, good things happen to good people. I think that's yeah, yeah. This is evidence of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it's great. I, I, you know, I, I want him to create more star Wars faster is really what I would like. Um, and I, you know, and I, and I don't, uh, you know, uh, and of course Dave Filoni on the Mandalorian, same thing, like, uh, but I guess Filoni's now working on the Ahsoka show. I'm, I, I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine he's taking right. the lead. He is an executive producer on this one, but I don't think he's taking that much of an active role. Or he might, we might see an, uh, an episode directed by him. I don't know. Uh, but Robert yeah. Rodriguez is an executive producer. So I think he is much more active. I think he's going to be involved in more of the episodes as we go forward. Like he might direct, he might, we might see him like uh, direct the finale or something like that, right? It's it. Well, uh, I, I just think it's interesting how. Um, Star Wars was like, if it wasn't a movie, it didn't seem like it was Star Wars. And now it's like, wait a second, just like TV kind of took away long form storytelling from movies in, in lots of different ways. Now that we binge watch TV shows and stuff, mm -hmm. Star Wars is now become kind of um, the, the darling of streaming services of all things. And I don't think at the time it, people thought that the streaming show could be as good as as, as good as they are. I agree. So it's just it's it's just it's it's uh it's I was thinking about that today while I was watching it. Like holy crap! Like we the, get this the all one, through Disney Plus. Yeah, and the caveat is that like other than HBO, HBO was the one that could yeah. produce that level. Like with Game of Thrones, right. that was like producing. Um, a blockbuster movie level television. That's what they did. But yeah. this is what they're. This is what uh, Lucasfilm and Disney are doing with these series, right? And it's, we know it's going to continue. This this is exactly what's happening with and with the, with the Marvel stuff as well. The Marvel stuff hasn't been as good, like story wise, but it's certainly been quality wise yeah. as good as the films, right? So this is just uh, we can expect more of this to come. Yeah, and it's great. I love it. Yeah, the train scene is just as good as the one in Solo, and it's. Oh, yeah. uh, it does not suffer for uh, being on a streaming service. No, I'm going to watch it again. I, I started to yeah, watch it too. again. I thought I could get a couple, uh, at least half of it in, but I'm just at the first uh, train encounter yeah. now. So I'm going to probably watch the rest of it later tonight. And uh, and yeah, it's awesome. 
watching it once is exciting, but I, I always have amnesia after the yes. first time because I'm just like, oh, like uh, there's so much that I'm thinking. And plus of you're watching it first thing in the morning, so you're still yeah. not awake, right? <laughs> well, there's part of, it's partially that, but the, I found last week when I watched it the second time, I was like, I remembered stuff that I yes. totally forgot about after the first time. I agree, time. I agree, yeah. So it's good. It's a, a double watch, I think, is, is a necessity. And I know, I think some other podcasters have said they're doing three times an episode. And I was like, yeah, like if you really want to soak like freeze frame and get every detail, then I did that for the first one, but I probably won't do it for everyone. I don't know. We'll see how much time it's It's hard. There's only so much time in the day. Exactly. Yes, I do have children to take care of and stuff like that. Anyway. Oh, my God. All right. Don't Don't take care of those kids. Watch Star Wars. Yes, of course. And they don't care. They don't care about any of it. Baby Yoda is not in it. They don't care. They have no they have no interest. Uh, Okay. well, I guess that's going to do it. I was just going to say, my friend texted me today from uh, Texas, and uh, he's like, I was so, so on Boba Fett. And I texted him back. I said, didn't you think today's episode just like raised it a notch? He's like, oh, I haven't watched today's episode yet. I was like, what are you texting me for then? Do you want me to spoil it for you? But then he said, I can't watch it. I watch it with my kids. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Some kids still care about okay. star wars but oh yeah but, i'm sure there, i'm sure there are lots of kids who do but just not mine your so. kids have what an oculus rift on their head <laughs> yeah yeah well they're, yeah, they that's, uh, that's that's gathering dust in the closet i'm sad to say <laughs> freaking you and uh, anyway we're not gonna go down that road <laughs> that's good <laughs> is that it are we are we done now can we just well, i thought maybe you'd want to say that you're selling an oculus rift on the, <laughs> on the podcast but okay <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll post the link to Kijiji underneath. You can, you can see that there. All right. No, that's it. Of course, we'll, we'll continue watching. And we're going to try and get this up. It is, uh, I should be able to get this up by tomorrow morning. So we'll be posting on Thursday mornings now, the day after the episodes air. So you guys have time to watch and then listen to the podcast. And of course, let us know your thoughts. Let's get a big discussion going on Twitter about this. We had some people uh, talking to us about it there. But yeah. uh, we'd love to talk to you guys and get your thoughts on everything that's happening here. Of course, we also have the Facebook groups 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 there's one or two there's a page in a group so you can find us on facebook you you were arguing with someone about pod races i saw (laughs) yes that's right is the pod race scene good or bad it's awesome what yeah he says he said it was awful and i was like it's great what are you talking about it's you know it's a it's one of the two good parts of that movie that's you know you're just shrugging you're shrugging but i like it i like the pod race scene so well that's my Phantom Menace is my least favorite uh, Star Wars film, so it's like, ah, I'm fine either way. I think I'm past it. Either way, I'm past it. I mean, right. I'm like, yeah, some of it works. Uh, some of it doesn't work. Ha, ah, who cares? We got new stuff to watch. <laughs> Why litigate old lawsuits? You hear that, Zach? You're living in the past. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up for today. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you in the ass. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.